You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't gotten the email that comes along with these podcasts every day, you can go to my website, myfaithroots.com, sign up for the email. We'll send it out to you. And you'll have some written notes that you can follow along with to uh, enjoy these messages. And I would encourage you just to keep a little booklet of these things or a folder, and and it'll, you'll have something to refer back to, and you can continue to study this and and uh, because it's God's Word. And one thing I know about God's Word, it expands. Uh, I remember when I first started teaching years ago in children's ministry, I, 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 man, I was struggling to come up with material. What all do I say? Well, I started teaching other people about how to minister to kids, and it wasn't long before one message became two, became three, became four, because when you give, it is given to you. The more you mess with God's Word, the more it grows. It just expands on you, so that's why I say keep track of this stuff. All right, we're talking about Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. If you forget about the benefits, they won't be yours. You have to remember the benefits. Here is one of the benefits. Psalm 103, verse 5, He satisfies thy mouth with good things. Now, we could take the approach that that's talking about food to eat, healthy things, and and and, and that's quite possible. I have chosen instead to focus on another dimension of this promise. And the key word here is satisfied. Satisfied. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? God wants us to be satisfied. Listen to what it says in Psalm 91:16. After we've lived a long life, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I remember as a young man, uh, the, the most godly person that I was around at the time was my wife's grandmother. And the time came for her to go home to be with the Lord. And she was ready to go. And she didn't have anything else she wanted to do in this life. She had prayed all of her kids into the kingdom. They were all living for God. Uh, there had been a time when it was a little sketchy. It all flipped and turned. Uh, so she was satisfied. And she knew that uh, her it was time to go, and she was ready to go. I, I she was satisfied with a long life. That that's a wonderful thing. Satisfaction is huge. Listen to what Psalm one nineteen verse one sixty five says: Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And then I'm going to contrast that with Isaiah forty eight twenty two: There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Uh, you may not have ever thought about this, but restlessness is a curse. And I know a lot of people that suffer because of restlessness. And I understand it because it's something that I had to battle. When you are a restless person, you cannot enjoy 
the things that you have or the smaller things that you have, or you become so fixed on achieving something or getting to somewhere that you can't enjoy the day because you're not where you want to be. Now, there's a tension here because there's a certain degree of this dissatisfaction that's healthy where that you're, you're, you're not content to stay where you are. You want to move on and you want to grow and you want to uh, realize everything that you should. But, but a lot of people so focus on that thing out there, and, and I, this is how I say it, they postpone their happiness until a certain thing shows up. And this is what I've seen. When you determine, I, I can't really be happy till I get that or till this happens, till that comes about. Very often when you do get that, it, it's a letdown because it's not God. The only thing that isn't a letdown is the Lord. But when you put the Lord in the right place in your life, you enjoy all of the other things that come with him. That's why the Lord doesn't take away from any other relationships. He enhances them. When I put God first, I'm a better husband. When I put God first, I'm a better dad. I'm a better employee. I'm a better employer. I am better when I put the Lord first in my life. And what he does is he gives me this amazing ability to enjoy the daily stuff. And we are not restless. I grew up in a home with restless, restless parents. And they're always looking for something. And, and unfortunately, at that time, neither one of them we're putting God first. And it's only natural that when you don't put God first, you're a restless person and you can't be happy. It doesn't matter what comes. You should be happy because things are great and you're not. And that's what happens to restless people. Here's what Paul says we ought to do. Philippians chapter 3, he says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And then a chapter and a half later, Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In other words, Paul was saying to the Philippians, Guys, uh, uh, and apparently they must have had some propensity not to do this. He was saying, learn to be one who rejoices. And when you read the book of Acts, it was actually when Paul was at Philippi that he was thrown into uh, the dungeon. He was beaten before he was put into stocks. He and Silas were, were, were beaten for their faith because they cast a demon out of a girl who was demon-possessed, and she hadn't been able to tell fortunes. When the demon was gone, she couldn't tell fortunes anymore. So her owners, she was a slave girl, her owners came and protested, and the civil magistrates had them beaten. Here is Paul in Philippi, and when he says, rejoice in the Lord, and I say rejoice, they have to remember back to what happened to him there. They know that Paul uh, was reminding them, at your darkest hour, learn to give thanks. And that's what Paul did. Paul and Silas started giving glory to God at midnight. And when they're giving glory to God at midnight, there was an earthquake. Their stocks fell off them. The doors opened in the prison. Every jail cell was open, but no one moved. Because the fear of God fell on everybody, and they knew that God had caused this. And the whole thing wound up resulting in the Philippian jailer uh, coming to Christ. Because he's under a death sentence. If he loses a single prisoner, uh, he loses his life. And so he was about to kill himself. But Paul said, don't, don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. No, no harm done. And uh, Paul winds up leading him and his whole household to Christ. Now, if I could go back to a young Willie George, this is what I would say. And I actually had that question posed to me one time. 
years ago by a young pastor who was just starting his ministry. And he said to me, uh, as we were beginning one of our siege conferences, he said, what would you say to a young Willie George? And uh, my first thought was, oh, are you kidding me? There are thousands of things I could say. But, but one thing, one thing hit me that I, I could think of for me that I needed to do. And I said, you know, I'll tell you exactly what it is. If I could go back to a young Willie George, I would say, chill. It's going to be okay. And I would say, learn to rejoice every single day. And, and, and here's what I told him. I said, you know, there were times when we first started our church and I needed $50,000. Not me personally, the church needed it. We needed to buy some equipment and so forth. We presented the need to the people. We took an offering and almost never did the money come in right away. I mean, we get part of the money. But this is what I noticed. There were people who gave in those first offerings, who sacrificed, who, who it was a real struggle for them to give. And they gave sacrificially and little couples would come in and they'd be crying over offering and they'd give it to us. And, and I was always gracious and they never knew how I felt. But I was thankful for them. But I was so bummed out over the $40,000 that didn't come in that I couldn't rejoice over the 10000 that did. And that's a bad thing. And you see, if you're not careful, you can become so fixated on where you want to be that you forget to rejoice on the little things. And then this is what I told this young pastor. The happiest day of the year in ancient Israel, in Jerusalem, in the temple period, was the day of Simhat Torah. And it's on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's a day when all of Israel is rejoicing because God chose them and because God gave them the Torah. And in the days of the temple, they would take pictures down the steps to the lowest part of the city to the ancient pool of Siloam, which was fed by the Gihon Spring. Siloam means sent, like as being sent forth. And it's a symbol of the waters of the Holy Spirit because the Gihon Spring uh, has a source underneath the Temple Mount, the only place on earth where God put His presence. And so we've got this holy living water down there. And they would go down and pick up this living water and they would start the long journey back up to the Temple to pour this water out. But they didn't wait till they got to the top. They would stop every few steps and they would pour out water and rejoice and give God glory. And it was this thing that they did that Jesus was referring to in John 7. He said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink, for out of his belly or innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us to rejoice by faith. And that's what happened with Paul and Silas. They were rejoicing by faith at a time when it looked bleak, but they were giving God glory, thanking God that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus' name and for the glory of God. Then they did that, and God sent an earthquake and rattled that place and opened up their stocks, and they were set free. An amazing turnaround came. And you and I have to learn to do that. It's not something that comes natural. I can tell you that you're Flesh doesn't want to do this. So you and I have a covenant blessing. And it is that covenant blessing of having great satisfaction. 
And it's one thing to be blessed, but if you're blessed and you, you're not satisfied and you can never be happy and never be satisfied, that's a curse. And that belongs to the wicked. There is no peace to the wicked. That, that's a curse of the law. But you and I have been called to this place of great satisfaction in God. And that is one of his benefits. He satisfies your mouth with good things. And I do believe it can refer to food. But I think also it refers even more to us being satisfied and giving praises to God and rejoicing in what God's given us. All right. That's one of the great benefits. We've got more to talk about, so we'll pick up here tomorrow. Don't you miss it. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.